Before we jump into today's episode today, I wanted to let you guys know that Exponential Alignment, my group coaching program all about stepping into your purpose and your highest alignment in life is now open for enrollment. So if you've been listening to these episodes and you're really feeling like you would love to be supported for three months to get really clear about what it is that you want for yourself to do all the work in your nervous system and have these conversations so that you can actually start to understand yourself and really create not only a life you love, but a life that you're obsessed with. Exponential Alignment is the invitation for you. It is a three-month container to be held in your highest expansion in your life, your business, or your career. I am so excited to be opening this again. It is already partially way full, which is crazy to say. So if this is something that you've been wanting for yourself and you've been listening to this and feeling inspired and you really want to dive in and create your own story around this and really see what's possible for you, EA is open and I would love to meet you and support you inside of there. So you can find the link in the show notes and you can either sign up or book a call directly with me and we can chat about it. Enjoy today's episode. You're listening to the Everyday is a Breakthrough podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Hummel. I'm here to invite you into living your most alive and aligned life possible. On this podcast, I'll be holding the mirror for your deepest truths and desires and giving you the permission and the power to not only follow your dreams, but to walk with firm trust in all of who you are in everything that you do. So if you're somebody who's here to live out your life's purpose and you're the kind of person who gets after it no matter what, this show is for you and I hope that you get the absolute most out of listening. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited today to have Tiffany Carter on the podcast. Tiffany is a, I'm going to read your bio because it's so good. Tiffany is a multimillionaire entrepreneur, top business coach, and podcast host. Tiffany is a former broke TV newscaster turned multimillionaire entrepreneur, and she is well known for taking the mystery out of making big money. I love that. Yep, that is true. I was definitely a broke ass and a hot mess before. I love that. It's so good. And I feel like so, so many success stories, there is like that part before where we were like, okay, this is not the thing. This feels terrible. And I just want to talk because, you know, you're a money mindset expert, you have all this business expertise, but I love to frame the point of like, when you were doing the thing before and weren't liking it or the money wasn't working out because a lot of what I share and teach and live by is like, when we do the thing that we want in life, we're happier, we're healthier, we make more money, like things open up. So I just kind of want to hear about if you want to kind of take us back to like the frame of what it was like before and when you sort of decided I'm going to stop doing this and do something else. Yeah, I always 
knew since the age of 13 that I wanted to be a TV newscaster. So that is where my career started. And the root of that is because of the severe abuse I endured in childhood. I wanted to be a truth teller because there was no one telling the truth around me. So it makes sense, right? You connect the dots. I did internships, all those things. But a lot of times we don't really know what it's like to have a certain career profession or even like work for a specific company or own a sandwich shop or whatever it is until we're actually doing it. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure everyone listening and yourself can imagine how much negativity and intensity there is working in news. Like I don't watch the news now. Like I don't want to, like, it's not healthy for me. And so my nervous system was just in a constant state of like fight or flight, which I didn't realize at the time, because that's how I grew up was in that state. So I just, it mimicked that until I got to a point where I'm like, I have to leave this profession or I'm going to have a nervous breakdown on the air. Like I was going to be one of those people. And instead of me going, cause I didn't have someone like you, I didn't have any sort of like adult guidance or wisdom aside from like books and stuff like that. I was like, okay, what can I do? So I actually went and picked up dog shit and cleaned up piss at a doggy daycare on Ventura Boulevard in Los Angeles from being an on-air TV personality because I could not, during that time of healing and all the stuff that was going on for me, like I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do because I was fixated on being a newscaster since I was 13. I was like, so embarrassed because I'd look at other people and they look like they have it all together. They have it all figured out. And now I'm like more lost than ever. And I was always the person that like, even people in, you know, in college would be like, wow, like Tiffany has such a clear path. You're so motivated and ambitious. And like, now I'm cleaning up dog shit. And I got into the world of pharmaceutical sales because I had a lot of friends doing it. I love that they could you know, work from home. I saw them getting company cars and all these great benefits. Plus I love talking about health. And so I went after that and went after that with a vengeance. And the more no's I got, the more I wanted to get the yes, but I was really just chasing the yes. (laughs) And like every single twist and turn we make does get us closer to our purpose because I really did like that profession. There was, there were things I didn't like, which was really me working for somebody else, but I did like the autonomy of that profession. I did like basically interviewing interesting people every single day for work and doing all of that stuff. But I got to a point where I hit my own glass ceiling and I was like, I have got to do something else. I can't keep making all this money for other people and not myself, but can I really have my own thing? Would people really buy for me? I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. I'm an employee. I'm not an entrepreneur. My mom was an entrepreneur. It looked terrible. She was miserable all the time. And I eventually like made that leap and it wasn't cute. And all of that had to happen because all of those things 
had to line up in order to prepare me for my purpose. That was already divinely laid out. I didn't know that. And it sucks at the time. You know, and what's so annoying to me about like people teaching and manifestation and abundance is the thought that you're only manifesting, you're only co-creating, you're only abundant when you like are in that flow and in that vibe and like feeling so good and aligned. And it's not true. We're actually being guided and directed the most when we are in pain and we're in discomfort, when we don't like something, whether it's in a relationship or it's in a job or it's with like our own bodies. Yeah. That's so good. I was actually thinking like right before we got on this, I was like cleaning my room because I have a big masterclass today and I feel great today. I'm like in a good mood and I'm feeling all like bubbly and focused. And I was just kind of laughing. I'm like, I think sometimes we think we're like, oh, if I get in the, in the zone and I'm, I'm here and I'm sparkly, like things are going to work. And it's just not like, we really have no idea, like when things are going to click or when things are working or yeah, like that stuff is happening all the time. If we feel like shit, or if we have no idea what path we're on, like it kind of reminds me of, you probably talk about this or this goes through your mind with the money mindset, but it's like that concept of, you know, when I finally make the money, I'll be happy. Like, wouldn't that be nice? And wouldn't it just be so nice if we could just feel good. And then all of a sudden we'd be this like manifesting stream of energy and it's just not. And I can tell you because I've been broke and I am now wealthy by all, you know, society standards. And I kept saying that to myself, once I make 60,000 a year, once I make 80,000, once I make a hundred thousand, once I make this, I'll feel this, I'll feel accomplished. I'll feel legit. I'll feel worthy. I'll feel like I've made it. I'll feel successful. I'll be happy when, and I did the same thing when it comes to like my body being Mm -hmm. a certain size. And let me tell you, every time I reached it, I just upped the ante more. There is no, I have millions in the bank now. And I, you know, I am diagnosed with depression, anxiety, and complex PTSD. I'm a medicated person. Like I have weeks, you know, like 10 solid days in a row, even with all the work that I do on myself where I still feel like crap. Mm. And that doesn't prevent me from generating more abundance, helping more people and manifesting more. So on that side, on the other end, once you reach the thing you say you want, it also doesn't take away the core rooted. It doesn't take away your humanness and your feelings and your emotions. In fact, you just have another layer that you end up at that you didn't know even existed. Yeah. And it's tough. Yeah. It's tough, but it's just more luxurious. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough, but there's a view. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's so it's so good. And it's like, I feel like it's that lesson that even because it's a fantasy almost, like it's something to look at. Like wouldn't it's like something that we almost hold on to. I feel like as humans, we're like, oh, like it'll it'll be better on the other side. It's almost this escapism sort of thing that we all do, which is why it's so important like the I think the sooner we all start to realize that it's actually that's not the order right the order is we like go into 
ourselves, start to do things that feel better, do work that feels better. And that's the order that's going to make us feel better on the inside. And I love your story that you went from being a newscaster to picking up dog shit to (laughs) going into pharmaceuticals. And I just love that. And like, I know so many people listening will resonate to either being in that part of life where they're like, I'm still in the job I don't like, or being in that like in between. And it is so massively challenging to move away from our identity that we've created for ourselves. Like all we want to do as humans is be right. It's like, I wanted to be a a newscaster. Like, this is my thing. This is going to work. And to be able, I just want to frame this because for anybody listening, I find that this is the piece when you look at success stories and like when things work, it's the ability to walk away from stuff that isn't working. Like that is a huge piece that you have to do to, to keep going. Like it's so massive to, to be able to do that. And where that starts is really making a conscious effort to look at what you're no longer willing to settle for, what you're no longer available for. And then you have to match your actions with that. And of course it's scary. Your nervous system is going to read that as like danger, danger, high alert, abort mission. Don't do this. What if, because we have society programming, we have marketing programming, we have generational trauma. We have all this stuff that comes at us that picking a career path and sticking to it and being an employee or doing this, you know, that's safe, that's secure. And it's not, it's an illusion. And how safe is it if you're miserable, if you're unhappy and unfulfilled and every day feels like Groundhog's Day, then how safe is that paycheck really? Right. It's so not, I, I love the way that you just say that. Like, yeah. How safe is it if you don't have the things that you want in your life or like on the other. And I always, I talk a lot about entrepreneurship on here, but like entrepreneurship isn't the answer for everyone, but for the people who it is like also knowing that, you know, what you create in a, a job could anything can really go away at any moment. So you might as well do what you like. I even, I see this with clients who come, you know, come to me where they go, okay, I know what I want to do. And I just don't know, you know, how to get the clients, how to get the cash, how to package my offers, all this stuff. And I can tell just from coaching over 150,000 people at this point and being an intuitive and empath, like reading energy, I can tell when someone, and I'm, I know you can too, when someone is doing something because they think that's what's going to make them money. Oh, mm-hmm. Or because they know they're good at it and it comes easily to them, but it's not really deeply what they want to do. What they really want to do, they're not sure or certain if they can make money at it or if they're qualified to do it. And it almost sounds too good to be true. Like, wait a second, I get to make money doing something I love that I'm naturally good at. And I don't even have to be the best in the world. I don't even have to you know, have more credentials than anyone else. Like I actually get to do that. It sounds like bullshit. It would have sounded like bullshit to the old me without a doubt. Totally. I, I so hear that. Like 
I know exactly what you're saying. And I almost feel like there's this kind of panicky energy or like pressury energy around it when it is for the money making. And I'm so curious, you know, what you do with people on this, because one of it's funny on my end of things, I'm a life coach. I'm not a business coach and it, but I've, I've owned like three businesses. I'm an entrepreneur. It's like my favorite thing in the world. Like I love business stuff, but the reason I'm not, you know, a full on business coach is because I am the first person to talk someone out of a business. If I don't think it's really in it for them. Right. If they're like, Oh, I really want to do this business. I'm like, "Ah, maybe you should go back to school. It sounded like that was the thing that you were more psyched on. So I'm curious, like, how do you guide people to that thing? Like, what have you seen? What have you learned for anyone who might be in that spot? I will always ask someone, is it that you're good at this and you've been told you're good at it and you've been rewarded for it and and you're, you know, you're kind of like you have a knack for it and that's making you feel like you should do it. Or is this something that you would actually delight in even doing it for free on the side? Or if someone asks you for help or is struggling in this area, you're like, oh my God, I've got you. And you do it with a smile and you do it like for fun and for free. And it's like, well, no. And it's like, well, then this is not your thing. We're going back into that old programming that Mm -hmm. I have to sacrifice in order to get the money, in order to have the success, in order to have the abundance. I have to do something that, you know, comes easy to me, but I I really don't like want to be doing it. And that part kind of drains me, but I'm kind of willing to make that trade. Well, that's not what we're talking about here. You will end up in the same spot. It might be a little better. It could be a little bit better. I mean, I did that with my first business. And sometimes it makes sense because I wanted to get out of corporate. And so I did something that I call my straddling method. And in six months was able to match my base salary to leave. So I did something that was in an adjacent like wheelhouse, so to speak. But how I was operating that business was so out of touch with what I wanted to be doing. Basically, I was working more than what I was doing in corporate because I was like, oh, my God, now this is mine. In order to be successful, I have to work harder to be successful. I have to work hard. I have to give more. I have to do more. I have to be more. I know I'm I didn't go to an Ivy League school like I've never been an entrepreneur. So then I was like overdoing to compensate for my low self-worth and me not really feeling like I was qualified. Hmm. And it was a disaster. I mean, I literally almost died from it because my entire, you know, nervous system shut down from doing all the overworking. So sometimes it's about not the what we're doing or what you're focused on. Sometimes it's the how. Maybe you aren't meant to work for someone else, but you are meant to do that thing. Maybe it's how you have your business set up. Like I'm working with someone now who's like a marketing consultant and she hates it. And I go, would you hate it if you were selling courses or masterclasses teaching in an area where it wasn't so much of you actually um, executing stuff for clients? And she goes, well, that sounds like a dream. Mm -hmm. but it's still really, she's still doing the same thing 
it's just in a different way. So what I notice people doing is they're like black or white. Yeah. I'm not happy with this, so I can't do this anymore. I've got to figure something else out completely. Well, sometimes it's just about making like some shifts and adjustment to it. And sometimes you do have to throw it all out and do something completely different. Yeah. That's so good. And it's so funny. I was just having a conversation with someone yesterday who she's a coach and she like, wasn't digging a part of her business. I'm like, well, would you dig it if it was once a week instead of two days a week? And I think like, that's such an important question is just to be constantly curious with yourself of like these little, little tiny shifts that we can make to make something better. And like, it's usually because we're so we're a lot smarter than we think we are. Like we look back on our lives and it's like, we've always been kind of doing the things that we like to do in some degree. And can we just get curious with ourselves about like, what parts do we like? What parts have we been doing? How can we make it a little bit better to find that? And I'm, you know, I find like that question of what do I want to do with my life? How is it going to look? Isn't just something that you answer overnight. It's like asking yourself those little questions. Yeah, because looking for your purpose, and I was this person, like I bought every book that was about looking for your purpose, finding your purpose. And the more I looked, the further away it got. Mm -hmm. And it's, you find your purpose in the living of your life and in trying things. And like you said, like getting curious and experimenting with things and going, oh, well, let's see like how this feels. Let's see how that feels. It's not some grand moment. I'm sure there's some people, right, who might have that moment, but it usually is not. And this purpose can also shift. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if you're one of those people who's like, but I've got to find my purpose. And until I find my purpose, then I can't leave this job and I can't do this thing and I can't move on and I'll never be happy you're actually pushing the very thing you want away because now you're chasing it. And anytime we're in a chasing energy of money, of a dude, of a friendship, of a job, of whatever it is, you're pushing it away. Mm -hmm. Just like if you chase an animal, you chase an animal, right? Like it's going to start running. You being still and you really sitting with yourself and checking in with your body and working with someone that can help, you know, tap in to those, those different areas of you that you can't see because none of us can see all the, all the things it's not mm-hmm. possible. It's why I have two coaches and a therapist. Like, right. That's a, that's an illusion. Having someone who's qualified, you know, help you kind of put these floating puzzle pieces together and sit in it that is what gets you to the purpose not you doing 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 searching seeking i mean i have people come to me where they're like i've gone to india i've gone to bali i've done mushrooms i like they've done everything to try to find their purpose and then they're getting more and more frustrated and feeling more and more shame that it's not there but maybe their purpose lies within them not doing. Does that yeah. make sense? Totally. It totally makes sense. And it's like, it's just so good. The way that uh, we teach and like talk about purpose in my programs and my program, Exponential Alignment is 
just an emotion. Like we look at rather than like my purpose is, you know, to be a business coach. My purpose is to like own a landscaping company. It's like, this is just how I want to feel in my life. Like I want to feel for me, part of my purpose is feeling confident and connected. And I, and I mine out these feelings that I like to feel and then just use those as questions in my life. Like, okay, how can I feel confident and connected? And then I might go into a situation, whether I'm like at a dinner party or a business work thing. And if I don't feel good, I usually ask myself, okay, I probably wasn't feeling connected and I probably didn't feel confident. What would make me feel more confident? Do I need to bring a friend with me? Is it something completely different altogether? So rather than throwing it all out or doing this, you know, these big drastic things that we do in our black and white thinking, it's just like, okay, how can I feel more of the part of myself that I like to feel? How can I let myself basically feel better? Because also, like if we were born 2000 years ago, like your purpose wouldn't be to to do any of the modern day things that we have now. It's just to kind of feel a certain way. So I like to even take more of the pressure off of it and come back to ourselves and just such a good reminder too of it's not this big answer and anytime we're in that gripping and chasing to just chill out and usually go how do we want to feel how have we felt good in the past and it's usually a question of like what feels like shit and what should I stop doing rather than what do I start yeah because pressure is what's become so familiar to us I've got to figure this out now but what about Mm -hmm. money and what about this and it's a familiar stress response in our nervous system. So it's understandable why you're naturally going to that pressure route and why that keeps coming up and why it keeps coming up. It's like, okay, but what happens is, is when we take the pressure off and we can do that for ourselves, regardless of our circumstances, like Mm -hmm. take it off even for 15 minutes, take that pressure off. And I promise you that's when the clarity comes in. It doesn't come in when we are pining over it, overthinking, overanalyzing, churning. And I am, listen, I get in these stress responses quite often. I just catch myself now Mm -hmm. and no good comes out of it. It's a really fucked up trick. It kind of makes us feel like we're solving a problem and we're doing something and we're getting nowhere. What we're actually doing is burning more time and energy. Yeah. We're not getting anywhere, but it does kind of when we're obsessing and chewing on it, it does kind of make us feel like we're taking some kind of action. Yeah. But you're that that is no there is no action in that. Yeah. Isn't it wild what our brains do? Yeah. And then it's just like all this, I think of stress sometimes it's like free energy too. So it's like, if we can get stressed and get in that response and then do something else with it, get out and like, give her, give ourselves something else, get out of that pattern. It's like, but the awareness of it is so important because just like what you said, it doesn't really ever go away. We just get better at catching ourselves and shifting to something else. Yeah. The most powerful question that I've found that people respond to, and I will ask this of myself 
is if you knew what you're saying you want to do or might think you want to do, if you knew it was a hundred percent for a fact that it was possible for it to happen, meaning for you to have success in it and make the money you want in the way you want from it. If you knew that, would you pursue it? Hmm. And if your answer is yes, well, that's a pretty significant answer. Yeah. Usually the reason you're not pursuing it or you have all of this resistance is because there is a part of you subconsciously or consciously or both that does not believe it's possible for you in particular. Mm-hmm. You have evidence that it's possible for other people. It's all over the interwebs in your, maybe in your family, your friend group, your neighbors, whatever, you know, it is possible for them, but then there's a bunch of stuff comes up like, well, you know, I started too late. I don't have the energy. Well, I'm not as pretty as this person. I'm not as well-spoken as this person. I don't know how to do tech and all of this crap comes up. And that's where it's the signal of you're not believing that it's possible for you. So why would you be motivated and inspired to take action and take risks and let go of things that aren't serving you if you don't think it's possible? Yeah. I wouldn't either. That's why it took me 10 years to start Project Me with Tiffany Carter, the podcast and business coaching brand. And I was already a successful entrepreneur, but I didn't believe it was really possible for me to have a personal brand. You know, I don't look like what the conventional, I call her Polly, the influencer looks like. So I was like, oh, I don't have that look. So that won't work for me. I was like, well, I don't have like, you know, I'm starting from scratch. Like there's people out there of a gazillion followers. So why would someone listen to me? There's celebrities doing it, or there's people like Tony Robbins doing stuff like this. So like, wouldn't someone just hire them? And then I went down a path of, I am kind of like fucked up. Like, and I, when I say that it's not even self-judgment, it's just fact, like I'm fucked up. Like I'm a trauma survivor. Like there's a lot of shit that goes into keeping me alive every Mm -hmm. single day. And I was like, do I really have it in me to do it? So I wasn't believing it was possible. And one year turned to three to five to 10. And I like sharing the story because you can keep kicking that can down the road and pretty soon 10 years goes by. Wow. Then you're living in the world of settling. And mm-hmm. then settling becomes familiar and comfortable, even though you don't like it, it becomes your story. I mean, how many times have like have you heard people say, or maybe you've done it yourself, where it's like you go for drinks after work and everyone complains how much they hate their job and how stressful it is, and da-da-da-da-da. It's like a weird. Yeah thing that's gone on like a bonding thing it's almost like become like like a socially acceptable thing yeah so it becomes your story and now that story has grown such roots you have to detach from that story and be committed to creating a new story for yourself and you can do that at any fucking time you Mm -hmm. can do it right now while listening to us you could do it tomorrow you could keep fucking around and it be 10 years from now Yeah. But that no one can make you do that. That's on you. I just got to a point where I was so sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I was like sick of myself. Mm -hmm. Like I would hear myself talk like and bitch to like my line was always, I'm so exhausted. Like Mm. I can't keep traveling like this because that was what my job involved a lot of. 
and it would come out of my mouth and I would like cringe, like, oh my God, we're still saying the same thing. Like, aren't people tired of like hearing this from me? And when I finally got sick of myself, I was like, all right, enough's enough already. Like I've got to do something different. Yeah. So good. It's so good too. And like that point of changing and doing something else, like from your story and from what I've seen, there's no like wand that appears one day and just makes it easy. Like it's going to be just as hard if you decide to do it right now, or it'll be probably harder or just as hard if you do it five years from now. And it's just how badly do you want to really live the life that you want? Like we, it's all, it's in the back of our minds. Some of us, I think it rings louder, like depending on where we are, but most people, especially probably if you found yourself onto this podcast, have something like that inside of you, you want something else. And it's like, you're going to be the one to make that decision. I was talking with a client on a call. It was about money. This is great for you because you probably have this conversation with people all the time. It was about like raising her prices to actually be like livable, like to make it not nothing crazy, just like livable prices. And I'm like, no one's going to do it for you. Like, that's just the thing. You're going to decide one day to make basically everything that happens in your life is, you know, forward momentum on the topic of making change in your life. You're the one that's going to do it. Yeah. And no one can take the hard away for you. There are people, obviously you can hire and people you have a support, right? right, That will make the journey faster and easier. And I had to learn that the hard way. It's very expensive trying to figure things out on your own but I was incredibly stubborn and I was a cheap ass until I saw how much that cost me, but no one can take the heart away. It's, and when I say hard, we're so, um, we're so programmed when we, when people hear hard, they hear like, I'm working 12 hours a day and I'm burning the candle at both ends. I, I don't mean hard in that way. It actually gets to be laughably easy. I mean, I have to remind myself sometimes, like I built this business from zero, having no Instagram, no, I mean, I started at zero, no podcast, not knowing one other person in this industry. So started at zero and by two years in, it was already a seven figure business. And if you knew that was, and doing what nourishes me and fuels me and feels so good, that doesn't mean there's not hard days, but working part-time, but what made it hard is the mental part is all the shit that you're going to have to end up working through when you're pursuing your dreams. Cause it brings up all sorts of other deep stuff that you didn't even know that was there. Insecurities, worthiness, comparisonitis, all sorts of crap. That's what, that's what makes it. That's the hard and challenging part. Yeah. The execution of it, especially when you have help, it's laughably easy, really. Yeah. I could so agree with that. And it's funny, like to the hard that we're describing, at least for me, like it is hard in the moment, but a lot of it is hard in reflection. You look back and you're like, holy shit. I went through a lot of shit, but like, we're so resilient and strong as humans, sometimes to a fault that it's not like this 
usually, I mean, and everybody has a different story, but it's not like this catastrophic, like things are falling on top of you every day, but it's a lot of that inner work and it is really challenging. It brings everything up, but it's not going to be any harder than sitting somewhere in your life and being miserable or going through that version of hard. Like we, we go through hard as humans, like life is hard. Life is hard. Yeah. It's like, pick your hard. Yeah. Do you want hard where you're doing the same mundane, uninspiring crap every day and someone dictating your schedule? You might want that hard. That's okay. Or do you want the hard where you're going to need to be resilient and resourceful and really believe in yourself and remind yourself every single day that it's possible, it's possible, it's possible, it's possible, and take a bit of a, a risk. The options are there for you. It's just picking your hard. Um, that's the only difference. And if you're looking for it to be easy, you're going to end up falling for fantasy marketing. And all of us have fallen for fantasy marketing before. There are no exceptions to that. I've fallen for it too, especially like in the health and wellness space, like, you know, like a slim fit tea. And then I get like explosive diarrhea from it, yeah. you know, that yeah. kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, when, when you hear people saying like, oh, you know, end up making, you know, $60,000 in 30 days by taking my course. It's like, you know, that's your ego's looking for easy. Your e and then, you, then it ends up getting you further and further away from the abundance you want because you're seeking shortcuts. And yeah. why are you seeking a shortcut in having the life that you're saying you want? I, it's okay if it's like a strategic shortcut, like you're learning from someone who's done it uh, before you and you're having someone mentor you. But if you're looking for like a cheap shortcut, like when does that ever end well? Right. And like, like in any area of your life, like I've done, I've done it in a lot of areas and it's like, I've done it with energy. Like even think of like energy drinks, right? Like yeah, I've done it with, I mean, I'm very transparent about this. Like thank God I'm not a substance addict. It, like, I don't have that gene, but like I used to, because I was like, so run down from working so much in corporate, like I would do like bumps of cocaine. And a lot of people did mm -hmm. in the industry, like to get yourself back, like revved up and like super power mode. Well, that ended up almost killing me. It burned my entire adrenal system out. Mm -hmm. So I was looking for a shortcut for energy. Yeah. It never ends well. <laughs> it's such a good point. And like, you know, I always, I think of, it's so good. Cause I, that's one of the cues that I look for in like my own life or with clients that I'm working for. It's like, if you're building something and your goal is to do like as little as possible or to like not even do it, it's like, maybe there's something else. Like my energy doctor who I work with, he always tells me, he's like, there's no energy in easy. Like, it's great. You know, we get used to it. You know, like there was an example that I kind of got bored at working from home. I'm like, I'm so bored at working from home. I like have no energy. And he's like, go work somewhere else. I'm like, but it's so easy to work at home. I can like cook and I can make my coffee and I make my whole thing. And I had to just, you know, get myself up into energy. And I, I think with, you know, business and building stuff, like the point is you find something that you love to do. You let that give you energy and you work hard and it doesn't feel like as much, but if the point is 
I don't, when you were mentioning these, you know, marketing and courses, it's like build a completely passive income course and never work. It's like, wh- why would you even, that's not going to be the fulfilling path. Like maybe you work your ass off, you make a bunch of amazing stuff and a byproduct is you have this thing that's relatively passive and it's no longer where you want to pour your energy anymore, but to go into, I think there's a lot of this messaging online that the goal is to just live this completely, you know, passive sort of life and just have stuff building. And then, and then what do you, what do you do? I, mean, I, I love what your energy doctor said. It's like, there is no energy when you're in this not doing, there's a difference between when you're in like a sense of like, things feel easy or I like saying luxuriating, Mm -hmm. but if you're always in that state and you never shake anything up and you never really like work for it, I have the ability. I do not have to work anymore ever again in my life. Okay. I'm in that situation. I can't imagine that. Mm -hmm. And it sounds romanticized and it would have for me in corporate too, because I was so burned out. Like, I just want to travel the world for a year and like have espressos in Italy, right? Like it sounds great. And I'm not saying you can't do that, but after a certain amount of time, where's your contribution? Where's your connection to serve and elevate and grow in society? Where's your purpose? There is no purpose in passivity. Mm. Yeah. So good. And, um, I I just, I, I love that. It's so important and we're not, yeah, it's just so beautiful the way that you said it. And we should really work toward things in our life that, like you said, in the beginning, we want to do on our free time. We just want to do it forever and ever and ever. And that's going to solve so many of our problems. And it's going to be one of my favorite questions to ask my little like abundance question is like, if I already had it's kind of like what you said earlier, but a little different. Like if I already had everything I wanted, what would I do? What decisions? Would and I- a lot of people say, I just like had a viral, mega viral video on, on TikTok. You guys should go follow me over there. It's all this stuff at Project Me with Tiffany on Instagram and TikTok. And I can't tell you, I'm talking thousands of comments in response to my videos, but where do I even start? And it, that is once again, your ego, your fear response, trying to keep you stuck from pursuing, from experimenting, from co-creating with the universe, from staying, staying put and settling. Cause now you're going to be in this convincing new story of, well, I want this, but I don't even know where to start. Mm. I, I did it too. Yeah. And I kept saying, well, I don't know where to start. And like, there's so many options and it's all so confusing. Well, guess what? If you don't know where to start, maybe a good place to start is invest in hiring someone to help you lay out the options or the variety of paths and be able to determine which one feels the best to you. Maybe that's where you start. Mm hmm. But be very careful of that story. And our brains are manipulative and cunning. I mean, they will really convince you, well, I don't even know where to start, but I know I want to do this. It's like, okay, well, if you didn't know how to get rid of a rash on your arm that was bothering you, my guess is you would go to the doctor, right? Or you would Mm -hmm. 
Google it or research it, or you would do a lot to make sure that that went away. So how about you apply that to this thing you're saying you want to do, but you don't know even where to start? Yeah, it's so good. And I feel like when we have this big thing in front of us, it's like a big life business, right? This big thing. It's just so overwhelming that we forget how like resourceful and smart we are and how much information we've gathered our whole entire life. Because I don't know if this is what you've seen, but usually, like you said earlier, like I, or no, that was when you were 13 and wanted to be a newscaster, but usually it's something that very young in our life, we're like, oh, like I was doing this already. Like usually we can just look back or remember how. But I was look at what I do now. I have a top one yeah. podcast worldwide. There weren't podcasts back then. Yeah. I was being divinely set up to do this. You are all of us. We're all being divinely set up the shitty jobs, mm-hmm. the bad relationships, the toxic people being broke, losing money, gaining money, all this stuff. This is all here to prepare you for the thing your job is to be open and willing to receive the information and to experiment with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could have said, I'm not going to podcast. Like, that's stupid. Like, why mm-hmm. would I podcast? Like, I don't even know how to make money podcasting. I didn't know how to make money podcasting. Yeah. But I mean, it's crazy how when I was 13, there wasn't Instagram, there was not Facebook, there wasn't all of this stuff. Yet my training was all in content creation. That's all what, you know, when you're trained in TV production, especially like TV news where you have like six different shows a day, day after day after day, it's high level, high churn, high value content. Well, look what I make a living off doing now. I could have never predicted that. It really is laid out for you. It's, It's that you're kind of not trusting that. Yeah. It's so funny. Like I used to work, um, I worked in fortune 500, like marketing for Pepsi. Like, this is embarrassing for me to say out loud because it's so deeply unaligned with everything I believe in, but like I did Pepsi marketing. I did a, I ran a like 200 person brand ambassador program for TikTok. Like I was working in this stuff. And I remember sitting in the marketing office and I was like, fuck this. I'm not marketing for somebody else, let alone something I absolutely do not want to be marketing. And if I was cold calling, like, this is so funny. Oh God, that's the worst job is cold calling. Yeah. And I had to, to message college students to get them to be like TikTok brand ambassadors. And I'm like, if I can cold call people to do this, like basically job that you're not going to make any money. I'm like, I can start, I can like get a little bit of confidence behind me to start asking some of my friends if they want to do coaching, which is like how I started. So it is so incredible how we're just so divinely set up. And I would love to just hear, you know, kind of, well, we have you here. Like, I just want to hear you top money mindset coach. You do all this incredible work with huge businesses, solopreneurs, billion dollar businesses, like I just want to hear like a little bit of your magic and and thoughts around that. Like for somebody who's, you know, I I kind of think about this with all the stuff 
that we can learn, right? There's all these courses, there's all these things we can do. There's a endless information out there in the world. Like, what do you feel like? And also everybody listening, like go look at Tiffany's Instagram. It's so good. Like you're so you, it's so amazing. You do great content. And I'm just curious, like, what do you feel like matters the most? What could you give as advice for, for people in that realm? And be open-minded when you hear this, because the old me would have maybe rolled my eyes and not believed it, but it's true. How I went from $17,000 a year to having millions in the bank is I went incrementally. I had to first believe it was possible for me to get to 36,000 to 60,000, 100,000 and so on. So I had to do things every single day to stay in what I call the abundance zone that I know this is possible for me and build that evidence bank of looking at other people who've done it, really believing in myself and build it's a muscle, you know, keep believing in myself. I know I can do this. I know I can step up and do this. I know this is available and choosing to trust and believe that it's available for me simply for being me. I'm put on this earth to be an abundant human being to deliver abundant source information, help for other people. That's why we're all here and everything you can do possible to stay in that energy as often as possible. Cause then that opens the pathways in your mind for creative ideas and opportunities come your way. Your energy shifts, you become very magnetic and attractive to people and crazy things start to happen. I mean, even if you did an experiment right now with like you thinking you being in the space, right? We spend our mental energy and bandwidth on, I don't even know where to start. I hate this job. I don't even know what to do. Look at so-and-so look at so-and-so they're doing it. And I'm a piece of shit and I have ADHD and I procrastinate and like, I, I don't know, my life's not together. Okay. How do you go out like in the world with that energy versus you being in the energy of, okay, I don't like where I'm at right now. So I'm not available for this anymore. I'm going to set myself up to be available for insert what I want. And I'm going to commit to take daily actions to get me closer to what I want and stay in that true energy of I'm not available for this. I'm only available for this. And I'm open and willing to receive the messages, receive the guidance and trust this intuition from the universe. It can come in the form of people. It can come in the form of an advertisement. It can come in the form of you coming across one of my videos on social media or this very podcast you're listening to right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe you were supposed to hear this right now. Maybe this is your divine sign. Maybe this is your divine messaging because you've asked for it and called it in and stay in that spot of what's possible. I still have to do this to this very day. This new beach house I'm at where I was like, no, I need to be like on the ocean where I can hear the waves. I had to first believe it was possible and stay in that energy, even though two months went by where two deals fell through, all sorts of nonsense was happening. I was only being sent houses that were like three, I mean, wild prices, like $40,000 a month. Like I'm just like not available to pay that. And I had to keep believing that the exact right place for me was there and taking the actions towards it, even when, and especially when 
it was hard and all signs were pointing to Tiff, like you're delusional. This isn't going to happen. And I did have those thoughts, but then I shifted back into the abundance zone and I'm doing this interview right now where, you know, you can't see it, but literally like I'm looking at the ocean while I'm doing this. This is exactly what I wanted. That, that really is it. Mm-hmm. It real it really is that shift because that's where it starts and it opens up all the things. That's why I created, and I can't remember if we sent it to you, um, the season of abundance, the guided walking meditation series that I do. It's designed to get you back into the abundance zone in less than three minutes. Mm-hmm. That's one of the daily practices that I do intentionally. And it doesn't mean you have to go on like an hour walk. I literally like you can do it for three minutes. I did it right before this call. Like I went around the block because if we aren't intentional with this, then our ego is running the show naturally. I mean, there's tons of scientific proof for this. This isn't from my ass. Right. So you have to intentionally make sure that that ego is back in the trunk Mm -hmm. and your higher self is in the driver's seat. Otherwise, everything you attract, everything you co-create will be from the ego. And we know, we know how that ends up. Not good. Yeah. Oh, thanks so much for sharing. And it's just like so powerful to hear like where you are now and like still going through the same process still, because some people might be like, well, you know, you, you said you never had to work again in your life. Of course you could live by the beach. (laughs) Like, of course that could happen. And like any step we're at in life, it's this practice and the muscle building. And it's so in alignment with, you know, what I teach and share and practice in my life is staying in that mindset, staying in that. I love that you call the abundance zone and grabbing evidence from people around you. So like for anybody listening, you can grab evidence from either of us. You grab evidence from that person who has you know, just a little bit more than you do. You grab evidence for that one time in your life that you were able to do it. And if, and it's not actually living in this like fairyland world and like going into this golden glitter zone, it's like, no, there's actually abundance. There's, it's actually there and you can actually see it. If you can't see it in yourself right now, you can probably see it in someone else. And if you can redirect to that place, you'll be in a better spot. So I, I love how you, play that out and it's so good it's so important and I would yeah I would just love for you to share for anybody listening who felt resonant with this and wants to connect with you or follow you online or get in touch with your work where can people find you connect with you I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Project Me with Tiffany. My podcast is Project Me, one word with Tiffany Carter on all the major platforms. You can Google it. And those are the best places to find me. And you can DM me and be like, hey, like I listened to this episode, like this really resonated. I don't have a team running my DMs like it's me because I want it to be me because I love what I do and I love connecting. Isn't that amazing? You know what I'm saying? Like it was wild to me when people are like, their team is answering their DMs. I'm like, listen, sweet. Like, then you're really not in it. Like I'm in it. I want to be in it. Otherwise, what's the point? Right. We're in it. And you, everyone has this available to them. Everyone. I don't care what walk of life you're from, what deficiencies you feel you have. 
I have a lot of deficiencies. In fact, it's the deficiencies of why I do what I do and why I am wired to do what I do and why it is my defined purpose. It's actually not my, my other strengths necessarily. It's really rooted in my deficiencies. Mm. So it's how you're flipping it. You know, we've, we've, yeah. we've worn a groove. Don't you think we've all worn a groove enough and like why we can't have what we want? Like, can't we at least start like paving a fucking road to right. that? We do get to have what we want and it gets to be fun and it gets to be easy. Yeah. Like, can't we at least like pave that road? Like, I think we owe it to ourselves to do that. So, yeah. And it's like, we're painting some kind of a story, no matter what we're telling, like we're telling ourselves stuff all the time, make it something at least a little bit good. I mean, at least a little bit in the direction that you want to go. Cause you really do have that power. Like that's and, where and the other it way, And the other way isn't working for you. Yeah. About that. It's like, yeah. it's not, I remember I had like a longtime mentor and he goes, yeah. And, and how is this thinking working for you? And I was like, it like woke me up. I was like, oh, this is actually not working. He's like, so you might as well try something else. I'm like, well, there you go. There you have it. <laughs> You're like, but it's what I'm used to and I feel safe. <laughs> well, this was lovely. Thank yeah. you for having me on your beautiful show. Thank you for coming and sharing. And I, I had so much fun chatting with you. I knew I knew that I would and just feel so much resonance with you and your work and feel very inspired by you. And I just hope for everybody listening, like, I mean, there's worlds that you could have gained from this show. So if there's something in particular that you really took from this, like definitely the easiest way is to share this episode on your Instagram stories and tag us both. That way we can both see We'd love to hear from you and thanks for listening. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please share on Instagram and tag me. I can guarantee it will make my day to hear from you. If you want to stay in the loop for future episodes, make sure to subscribe. And as always, if this episode made you think of someone you love or you know someone who would benefit from listening, please send it their way. You never know how you can impact someone's life. Until next time.